When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Mr. Kenya. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. What about you? I'm doing good. I'm glad that we finally got the kinks out of this. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, these kind of things ha- happen, you know. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce the show. Then from there, I'm going to introduce you and then we'll get in with the interview. Can you hear me? Hello? Sorry, I lost you for a minute. <laughs> um, it's okay. But I was just saying, I'm going to go on and show. Then after that, I'm going to introduce you. And then we can get on. Then we can... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hello, movie lovers. And welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I have Zucania here. She's a blogger, also a movie reviewer, and also a writer. So, say hello to everyone, Zucania. Hi everyone, I am Sukanya and I love writing and I found this awesome podcast and I connected with your lovely host and I asked him if he would like to conduct an interview to which he obliged and thus we are here today. Right, but I just want to say it's an honor to actually have you on the show and (laughs) I'd like to actually know, I mean, what's the weather out there right now? Ah, the weather is really cold over here. We actually had some rainfall last night, so terrible weather. <laughs> I understand how that goes, especially with me living in the south and everything, dealing with uh, cold cold fronts and all that stuff coming in. As a matter of fact, we're dealing with some cold fronts right now as well. Oh. So, oh. yeah. But uh, my, my first question that I wanted to ask you was, how did you get into blogging and doing film reviews? Um, so first of all, I, uh, got into writing very early because, uh, uh, I, so I wrote something in it before I slept and I started doing that when I was eight. And, uh, so a writing group and, uh, over the time I wanted to make it, um, you know, my career, but. I wanted to do so I started my own children's newspapers that are children and so that's how it all got started so after having published a couple of poems I wanted to get into blogging because um, I wanted to connect with other poets with other that's got into blogging. Now, as far as movie reviews are concerned, doing them like a year ago, um, they bored doing the short story. I just wanted but still along the lines of writing. So that's how it got there. That's pretty cool. Like, you know, for me personally, whenever I got into podcasting and stuff like that, my main concern was mm-hmm 
creating the uh, community around me so that way I can actually do what I love doing. And that's my main goal is focusing on in on the community that I'm building. Hmm. But, you know, I, I find it interesting, though, with the whole children's um, writing short stories and then also, too, with uh, with you writing when you were eight, that was actually impressive because I mean, I remember <laughs> as a kid for myself, you know, I was actually writing stuff as well when, oh. when I was around that. I would say maybe about between eight and ten, I was writing some uh, some short children's stories here and there, but I never really actually pushed myself to publish any because I was little at the time and I didn't know how to get my voice out there, you know, but. Right, because at the time and everything, you know, we didn't have what we have now. The technology just wasn't there for us mm -hmm. to be able to uh, find ways to actually set up a community, set up a way to actually get each other's vo voices be heard. And now actually, we have. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, go on. Uh, like, uh, that was the time when my father created my first email ID for me. So I was very interested in emailing anybody and everybody that I knew. So <laughs> this, uh, children's newspaper that I read that had its email ID on the top left corner. So I just randomly sent all my poems to them and they were like, okay, stop them. <laughs> we are going to publish some. And that's how it happened, basically. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, though. Like, I, I have to say, I do love your writing and the way that you put your words and everything. It's very professional. And, you know, I really have to say you do a fantastic job at doing what you're doing. Thank and you I can, so much. You're very welcome because I can actually feel your passion in your writing. And that's the biggest thing, you know, is to actually feel somebody's writing if you're doing something. And I can actually feel it in your movie reviews and even in your bloggings and stuff. And yeah, I feel that thing in your podcast. I like uh, listened to a couple of uh, episodes before we spoke. Oh, thank you. I do appreciate that because that's my main thing too. Is like I want to let people know, hey, look, I'm passionate about what I'm doing, and that's why also I pumped out so many episodes was because of the fact, you know, I'm I'm on fire for this. This is what I want to do. This is my passion. Oh, totally. But, I could definitely feel the fire. Thank you so much. That that really does mean a lot to me. <laughs> um, what would you say got you into? Uh, what was your actual first movie review that you have actually done? Something. Uh, my first movie review was actually uh, something which I wrote for the newspaper that I was speaking about. So it was the boy in striped pajamas, which is uh, something uh, that I watched as a history student in class uh, eight. Okay. And uh, another thing, too, is what would you say was your favorite movie of all time? Titanic. And, Titanic? Uh, there are, yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and... what, what did you find fascinating about Titanic? I'm just, I'm interested. Uh, see, first of all, I still remember that, see, see I've seen Titanic, like, uh, over four times. And uh, that was the first uh, DVD that my father got for me after we got the home theater thing. And uh, I was very, very fascinated about the entire uh, storyline and the, uh, the grandeur about the 
and the set. And uh, the one scene that, you know, uh, got me emotional is when uh, the old couple, uh, the ship was sinking and water fills up in the room and they are still holding on to each other. Uh, so they know that they are going to die, but they are still showing love to one another. So that was a very emotional scene. And that one, um, like, that's the only scene that you need to see if you need to get emotional. And uh, other than that, I think also the class difference between Kate and uh, uh, her lover. Right. Uh, that now is yeah. a concept which uh, I found very nicely portrayed in this particular movie because in some other movies especially i would tell you in bollywood and tollywood movies i've seen that this concept is sometimes imposed and it doesn't fit in with the entire story just I do thinking at times but in this particular case it was so well done I do agree with you on that, where, you know, you want to feel invested into the characters and you want to have that emotional attachment to the characters as well. Exactly. To where you connect, right, where you want to care about these characters, but if the chemistry is not there, the movie yeah. can actually sink, no pun intended. But, <laughs> but you know, um, it just doesn't suit uh, what they're trying to go for. Like yeah. I'm gonna I'm use this as an example. I've watched the Keanu Reeves movie, which I love Keanu Reeves, and I've watched I went on a writer film. Okay. And you know, and the chemistry just didn't work out between them two at all. And I liked both of them as actors and actresses. But the mm-hmm. only thing that they actually had in common was they hated the uh the bride and groom because one was the brother of the groom, the other one was the ex girlfriend of the oh my God. groom. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, and then you both hate each other. So there's no growth. <laughs> so I didn't really see that, see any type of chemistry. But going back on what you said with the Titanic, I, I do see the chemistry with Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate yeah, Winslet. Yeah. And right. Like I said, it's all about that emotional attachment to that character. And I do feel what you're, what you're saying on that. Yeah. And. Also, too, I'm a huge history buff. I'm into history. And I remember, like, in fifth or sixth grade, my teacher was actually reading us the story of Titanic, of what happened. And then all of a sudden, a couple of, all of a sudden, James Cameron said, hey, we're going to be making a movie of it. And that's what made me want to go out and see it. Oh, so even you saw it when you were quite young. Uh, yes. I would have to say maybe about 12. Oh, no, I was a little older, I think. I think I was about 14 or 15. 14 or 15. I want to say maybe I might be around that age. It's just hard to tell right now. I didn't do the math. (laughs) But, you know, uh, but, you know, I do understand what you're saying and everything. And and go on. Tell me what else you liked about it. I I would like to actually know. Uh, Like the movie? Yeah, the movie. Okay, so uh, I love the music. I uh, like literally sang that particular title song wherever I could, and like until and unless I got over that song. And uh, apart from that, I think uh, see, I was a kid back then, so I loved the dresses right. the kid wore. <laughs> right. 
And get this, I'm actually old enough to remember the VHS tapes for Titanic. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, you had the enjoyable of actually having it on a one disc. I had to go through two VHS tapes just to get to the ending. Oh. Yeah. Like, it was so long, it was a three-hour-long movie. Mm-hmm. So, what they would do is, and th- uh, like in the 90s, if a movie was so long, they would have to have to put it out on two VHS tapes. Oh. And everything. And so, we actually had to switch the VHS tape whenever they said, okay, it's time to eject this tape and put in the VHS tape. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> but, you know. I had a lot of fun with Titanic. I can actually see why that was actually one of your favorite movies. I'm glad that is one of your favorite movies. <laughs> um, I do have another. I do have a question for you too. Was I know that you wrote a series of books, but what was yeah. your? But what was your favorite book that you wrote? What was the number one book that you said, "Look, I have to go get this published. <laughs> I cannot sleep on it. I just have to go on ahead and put this on Amazon or eBooks." And I just have to get this out there. All right. See, first of all, the traditional way around. Like, there are a couple of my books which I wrote uh, on Amazon myself. But then those were uh, uh, short stories or uh, short poetry collections. Which I didn't just uh, one or two sittings. Uh, so those are the ones that I put out on Amazon myself. And the rest of oh. it, uh, they are mostly traditionally published. And uh, so the first one, uh, but the question that you asked me is, which one is special to me? Right. So, to me, I would say amongst the ones that are published already, uh, hashtag me too is really um, uh, dear to me. And that is because it has uh, survivor stories, uh, like 112 survivor stories. So that's the reason it's something very very special and I know that the fact that the book came out and it uh, it was awarded and that like more than being a sort of achievement to me it has been an achievement to those 112 people and uh, that makes me feel really proud that's really awesome that I was able to do something for them that's really cool. I, I like that. You know, and you were able to affect so many people with your writing and everything. I was very and happy. That that is a job well done. That that is really good. <laughs> I'm I'm proud of you for that. That's actually pretty cool. Thank you. You're very welcome. Um another thing I want to mention is this. I know that you wrote um let's see here. Uh a message from the stars. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious, how did you get the idea to write that kind of story, uh, get, write that kind of book? All right. See, uh, I was uh, into book reviews before this. Like, as I told you, I got right. started with uh, book blocking because I wanted to, uh, you know, network with people that have similar interests as I. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, so uh, that's why I started doing uh, book blogging. And uh, it was at that time that an author contacted me and he sent me his book, which was on Zodiac signs. Now I had zero (laughs) idea what I'm going to do with that one because 
uh, I was never interested. And um, I still uh, took up uh, his books because he requested. And by the time I had a good following on uh, my blog, so I had about 5,000 subscribers. And I know that um, me putting out a book review for him would do him some good. So I did that. And uh, in the process, what I learned about uh, the different zodiac signs and how they react to different things, whether it be hate, whether it be anger, uh, I mean, they, they all respond to feelings in different ways. So I thought about doing something about it. And I wrote a couple of poems and made a series out of uh, how each zodiac signs, uh, how each zodiac sign reacts when they are in love or like um, how they express their love or their heartbreak. So it's about that. Oh, cool. You see, I'm into astronomy and stuff like that. That's what caught my attention. Like oh. I took up astronomy in ninth grade. So oh, it's really nice. Thank you. Because I we was don't all... have a subject like that over here, like in ninth grade. I really wish I had the option. Yeah, it was like for a half a semester, and the cool thing was our science teacher was actually a big, huge nerd, like I am, oh. <laughs> and like he's into Magic the Gathering, like I am, tabletop games and stuff like that, so, oh. you know, it was a teacher that I actually looked up to and everything because he taught me eighth grade science, so I decided to take a half a semester of astronomy because I love astronomy, I like mythology, Greek mythology, and stuff like that. And wow, you have like, some really cool interests. Thank you. I do appreciate that. <laughs> and, you know, I, what I like is the whole entire story about Scorpio and everything. And then, in fact, that's what I did my astronomy report on, was, a, was Scorpio. Oh, Scorpio is a very, very interesting sign and very, very mysterious, I should say. Exactly. What's and, your sign? Uh, Aquarius. Oh, I am a Cancer. Okay. And what would you say, I'm just kind of curious, what would you say about Aquarius that you actually found, find intriguing? It, um, what, if for you... Aquarius, I would say that uh, they are much like Cancer because I think uh, uh, both of them are kind of caregivers, although Cancer is more of a caregiver, I know. But then Aquarius too has a similar way of uh, showing love um, and they are not expressive in the beginning, but eventually, yes. I can agree with that <laughs> as someone that's actually a, uh, an Aquarius as well, you know, because yeah. it takes me a while to actually um, be receptive towards uh, new people, even with new relationships and stuff like that, too, where I'm not, like, totally open. It's like I have to close myself off a little bit. Yeah. And once I, once, you know, I see that, you know, you gain my trust, I gained your trust or whatever, then I'll start opening up more. And it's like, yeah. it's like stepping into a swimming pool with your foot and then seeing how, seeing if, you know, if I can actually go in this or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know if that makes sense yeah. yeah it does but you know like I said I, I I ended up looking at a lot of your uh stuff and everything that you had on Amazon and everything and you know I'm actually gonna try and 
dig through some more stuff of yours. Because okay, sure. And you know, I know this is not in my notes or anything, but I'm interesting about I'm interested in your culture as well. And everything. What uh what can you say about your culture that you actually love? Uh, culture, uh, if you are talking uh, about Indian culture, yeah, then uh, uh, I really uh, love the food here. Uh, mm-hmm. And we have a lot of uh, folk songs and especially because, uh, see, I'm from West Bengal. So I'm a Bengali and uh, my mother language is uh, Bangla. So uh, we have a very sweet language and uh, this has very rich literature. Uh, Ramindranath Tagore was uh, a world-renowned poet. And um, I don't know if uh, this has anything to do with my interest in writing or not, but then uh, I love listening to Tagore songs and reading uh, some of his works. And uh, yeah, that's all about uh, my love for culture. I know that uh, festivals and uh, the religious stuff, that too fits in, but I am not up for those because um, I'm more of a non-believer. So uh, culture to me is like literature, art, all of that. I like that though. I like the fact that you like to stand out from what, other people consider the norm and everything that's that's what i see i see that you're pretty much one of the of someone that actually stands out and everything oh, thank you you're very welcome because i was always told myself to stand out and everything and not follow what other people are doing and be a leader so i actually i can actually see that in you where you don't want to be a part of what other people are the most popular thing that someone is doing or because everybody else is doing, why should I do it type of thing? And you're always doing what always interests you. At least that's how I see it. Yeah, I definitely do that. Whatever (laughs) interests me, I hardly care about if people like what I'm writing. When I write, I just write. And I send it out to people. If they like it, they publish it. If they don't like it, I don't care because I love it. So I do it either ways. Exactly. Because the most important thing is knowing and doing what you love. And as long as you're doing what you love, that's all that matters. You know? And uh, like I said, I commend you for stepping out like that and just getting yourself known. That's actually pretty cool. I never met anyone that actually, besides one of my other friends who's actually a writer, uh, she actually has a podcast. And you know, her and I talk on a regular basis and everything as friends and stuff. And I could tell her passion is the same level as what your passion is and everything. That's really nice. You should get us connected. I'll I'll definitely see what I can do because I think you two might actually be able to jive up pretty well. Yeah. And get some ideas for them because she, she's a really good writer. She writes, she writes mostly uh, fantasy mixed in with some horror and stuff like that as well. Oh. So she does a little bit of everything. Oh, even I do. I know so well. <laughs> People tell me stick to one genre, otherwise you're not gonna sell. But then I don't care. Right. As long as you're comfortable with doing what you're doing, that's that's all that matters. Yeah. You know? And 
you know what? I actually have to say this too. I like the fact that you're not afraid to step out of your comfort zone and try something new when it comes uh, down to you your know, writing. If you ask me, I think it's because I'm young and it's because I still have time that I am this, uh, um, I would say that I'm not afraid to experiment. Had I uh, like discovered my love for writing later in life, then maybe I would be a lot more um, afraid to try and experiment with different, different things. But since I know that, you know, I have a lot of time. <laughs> right. So I know that I can experiment. Exactly. And I like that. That's actually cool. Um, I would like to actually know, since we're talking about writing and everything, who's your actual favorite writer? Um, it has to be Ruskin Bond, and uh, apart from Ruskin Bond, it's Perimal Murugan. I'm not sure if you've heard of him, but no. he is... Okay, so I'll tell you. He is someone uh, that I really look up to because he writes about things which uh, other writers don't look up to. Uh, writing, say, for example, the, the gender biases over here, the... Uh, Mm, say or oh, the things that are not there in the villages and are desperately needed and people try to write romance they try to write uh, the things that sell well but Perimal Morgan is that one person who will never write just to sell he's very very authentic I like the fact that art, uh, certain authors are actually authentic and everything and not doing something that's rehashed over and over again and always trying to expand their horizons. That's what I've always yeah. looked at. <laughs> you know? In and... fact, he had to deal with a lot of negativity and a lot of, uh, I would say, um, people were against him. He was even put behind the bars once for uh, being excessively honest. Uh, and, oh, wow. Uh, I was really disheartened. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm still his biggest fan. That's crazy, though, for just being honest. That just goes to show the difference from over here to, you know, overseas and everything, you know, on how uh, things are so much different. I think the problem that people have with him is that he is brutally honest. I mean, you could, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, other writers would maybe sugarcoat it and give it to you, but then Perimal Morgan is just Perimal Morgan. See, I don't mind. I don't mind someone that's blunt or anything like that and honest and upfront. I like that about someone. You know, yeah. just give it to me straight. I'll go. On, I'll go on ahead and I'll take it for what it is, and I'll take the advice that you give me. <laughs> exactly. It should be like that. Exactly. But you know, <laughs> some people are. If you've noticed how ba how bad social media is and everything, where people are so sensitive towards yeah. everything, <laughs> to where you, you can't basically be yourself without someone complaining. Yeah. And everything. It's just ridiculous. You know, if you can't yeah. be yourself, <laughs> the way I see it is if you can't be yourself, then what's the point? <laughs> yeah, seriously. But... You know, I actually have to say, I appreciate that author. I'm going to have to check him out. Yeah, you really definitely think. should. And I'll send you the links if you want. Yeah, that would be great. Because, you know, I'm reading about maybe three or four books at one time because I have ADD. <laughs> but 
Oh, that's totally me. I uh, like have a fiction and a non-fiction uh, by my side at all times, so I juggle between the two. That's what I'm doing right now too. I'm doing one part Stephen King, the other part you remember. I don't know if you heard of the Irishman movie. Yeah, I definitely did. Okay. Well, anyways, I'm reading the book, which is a non-fiction book, and I'm reading a non-fiction book. So I'm oh, like, okay, so yeah, so, that one is the nonfiction that you're reading, and what is the fiction that you're reading? Nonfiction would be the Irishman um, book. The uh, it's yeah. actually the real story about the Irishman from the Netflix okay. movie. And then I'm reading the Stephen King novel, Doctor Sleep. So I'm like, I'm glad I don't have to take a test on this to where I'm going to be crossing universes, <laughs> where I'm not going to understand. <laughs> Because I could just see by the teacher going to me, you know, uh, the hat lady is not in uh, the Irishman. I'm, I'll be like, oh, okay. I knew that. I just want to see if you knew. I'm just going to pull this out. <laughs> no. Uh, actually, but. I'm doing something similar right now. I'm reading The Home and the World, which is uh, Ghore Bairi. That's a Bengali novel, actually. Uh, I'm reading the translated version right now. And after this, I will be reading the actual novel, which is the Bengali one. And that is because I watched the movie, uh, which was based out of this film. So I just wanted to do some research. Okay. And what was the name of that movie? Choker Bali. Okay. There are actually three movies that have been made out of... uh, that one novel, different, different interpretations. So I watched Choke Valley and I'm yet to watch the other two. So yeah, let's see how it goes. All right. Um, another thing too, I'm, I'm wondering about what, what's some of your favorite TV shows? We have it. Oh, I love Good Omens. What is it? Good Omens. Uh, Good Omens. That was like a limited series. And I loved it so much that, trust me, I Google searched TV series like Good Omens, but then nothing came up. Oh. I, I haven't heard of that one, but I mean, I might have heard about it and everything, but it just probably didn't come on my radar. But what is that show basically about? Um, so it has these two characters who, uh, uh, like, they are not supposed to be talking to each other. They are not supposed to be friends because one is a devil and one is an angel. And uh, like the devil has um, instructions from his side, which is from hell. And uh, the angel has instructions from his side, which is the heaven. So uh, they are like, uh, they are really good friends on the inside, but they do not show it on the outside. I mean, at least the angel doesn't. And the devil is like, oh, come on. I know you like me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. But that's, uh, I, I'm going to have to check that out too. Um, For me. I'll that... not give you all the spoilers. I definitely could. Right. But then it is so, so, so good that you should just see it for yourself. I definitely will. Um, Another yeah. thing too is I'm actually watching a movie called Hunters right now as well. Oh, it's what's got... it about? It's got Al Pacino in it, and you can't go wrong with Al Pacino. Oh. And, <laughs> and basically, 
He's a Jewish, um, he's actually a Jewish shrink, I believe, or somewhere along those lines, or a lawyer. No, he's a Jewish lawyer. And basically, he recruits other Jewish people to take down Nazis that were actually um, mean to them back in World War II. Oh. And and they did, yeah, it's totally different. I'm like maybe three episodes in. Just trying to uh, see how it's gonna go, because I give oh. because my rule is this: I'll give something like maybe three or four episodes, and if it doesn't uh, do me any good or whatever, I'll go on ahead and I'll back out of it. <laughs> yeah, definitely, I do the same. Last night I was watching a series; I don't even remember the name, but then uh, I was watching a series, and that did not seem interesting. So after like a couple of episodes, I was like, "No, I'm not gonna watch this." <laughs> Right, and it seems like sometimes people overhype certain shows to the point where it's like, yes, okay, yeah. I don't really understand why this is so overhyped. You yeah, know? I know. Um, but another thing I wanted to ask you too was like, I know that Titanic is one of your top movies, but what's your other? I uh, know what's your top five movies. So first is Titanic, of course, and apart from Titanic, I would say, uh, like, are you asking just Hollywood, or can I include Bollywood? Yeah, Hollywood? you can do independent. You can do whatever you want. Matter of fact, you know, I'm into different types of movies too, besides Hollywood, as well. And my audience will probably be too. Oh, so like, uh, okay. First, let me answer, and then I'll ask you. Okay. okay. <laughs> so. Uh, Article 15, uh, that's a Bollywood movie. Uh, then is uh, The Social Network that even you read my movie review of. Right. And, uh, after that is, uh, I would say The Spy, but then that is not a movie. That is a limited series. But I really loved that one too. And uh, I loved watching uh, Mardani too, which is again a Hindi movie, a Bollywood movie. Um, I liked the no, New Moon. I liked the Herald's, Herald's Game. No, that was a series. Okay. So, yeah. And uh, Bengali, I liked uh, uh, the Meghnad Bodh Rahosho uh, and Choker Bali. Okay. Let's see here. Um, for me, it's always going to be my number one go-to movie. It's going to be uh, The Godfather. <laughs> oh. Because of the fact that the cinematography is just really good. Al Pacino's his best. That's like the best Al Pacino aside from Scarface. And then, of oh. course, you know, the chemistry between everybody and him having to come back from war, and then him having to take care of the family business, which is the mob, and everything. Oh, that's yeah, he's a World War Two vet. I don't, I, I don't think you've seen this, but basically, he's a World War Two vet who comes home, and basically, his uh, he tries to take over the family business, which is the mob. His dad ends up almost getting whacked. He winds up getting whacked. And basically, he has to try and protect the family. And he becomes in charge of the family, even though he didn't want to become part of the mob. But he got pushed into that life. 
and everything. Because if it wasn't, if it wasn't for him, his other brother, who's uh, named Sonny, Sonny's a hot-headed person who doesn't really, uh, he doesn't really have like a calm, collect type of personality to the point where uh, he can do business with other mobsters. So he'll explode right off the bat to the point where oh. he'll right. So Michael is just pushed into this life without. Um, without any choice, pretty much. And the first two films for The Godfather 1 and 2 are the best movies that you can actually watch. The third one, not so much. <laughs> but, you know, just a little recommendation if you ever want to get into um, looking into some uh, movies and stuff like that. But that's that's the films that I recommend that are really good. <laughs> Oh, really? Thank you. You're welcome. I'll definitely watch those. Um, and then I was also wondering too, when you're uh when you're reading, what do you enjoy most? The characters, the plot, how the writer writes, or the words? Um, see, yeah, it definitely is the story uh, that I really am looking for when I'm uh, reading the book the second time. But the first time when I'm just reading it for the reading sake. That is where the writing style, the grammar, the, um, I would say, comprehension, that works. So if the text is not uh, properly composed or if the story is not smooth flowing, uh, like if the language is not pulling you in or hooking you to the uh, plot, uh, the plot doesn't really get to you because uh, for you to complete the book, for you to read it till the end, you need the language to be nice. I agree. And you won't believe how many books that I actually forced myself to read <laughs> to try really? and just get through it <laughs> because of this constant struggle of how the person's structure actually is. Hmm. And I'll even say this, even though Stephen King is one of my favorite authors, hmm. there's a lot of his endings that I just don't really like. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's a true story, even on Stephen King's It uh, Chapter 2, the movie, Stephen King, uh, they even acknowledge the fact that his endings are not the greatest in the movie adapt in the movie adaptation. Like, you know what's <laughs> bad? Is the ending. Look, that's, yeah. And so, anyways, I've, I've, I've read this little novella that he wrote called Elevation and the ending is just so stupid. <laughs> and he doesn't give a reason why this character is actually losing weight or anything. Oh. Yeah, he's losing weight uncontrolled, and you don't know why he's losing weight. You don't know the reason behind it and here I am reading this book trying to find out what the reason was <laughs> and then you know, he winds up uh, beating this other girl in a race at the towards the end of it, and then by the time it gets wrapped up, they pretty much send him uh, um, floating up in the air like a air like a balloon, and because he dies. Wow. I'm like, okay, so all this late let up was to put him up and to make this character weak, and then send him up in the air like a balloon because he died. And there was no reason, yeah. So I'm like, okay, so I just wasted $13 on this. 
so no, it's I, just like fitting properly right and i'm like there's no i like knowing why this character is going through something <laughs> and like you said the structure just wasn't there when you're reading certain yeah. books but what would you say that you know was your struggle with i know i mentioned one of my books but what was your uh, with structure with the words and everything else what would you say was one of your struggles reading a certain book and what was that certain book uh, I had too many. <laughs> I... Well, the one that sticks out the most. Uh, okay, I'm not going to name him because he's a new author. And okay, uh, well, which I... is understandable. Yeah, and like a couple of authors started sending me their books because uh, I was doing this book blog thing, and uh, I had a couple of subscribers, so they wanted me to give them a shout out. So I did, but then honestly, to tell you, when I give it, when I give a book a three star rating, it means it deserves a one star. But then I just can't be that bad and mean because I'm an author too. So yeah, that's pretty nice of you though to at least give them at least a a three star rating just to help them out with their ratings and everything. I think that's very noble of you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but then, like, I write everything in the review that, you know, these are the pros, these are the cons. I know that they hate me for that, too, but then I have to, because otherwise my readers, they'll be fooled. Right. And, you know, I really have to say, I mean, your writing and structure and groundwork is very, very well done. And even, you're very welcome. Um, Tell me... Um, when you're watching the social network and everything, and you're writing everything that you were writing down and everything, what um, what made you feel um feel that way by watching the movie? What what led to the actual article itself? Um, uh, I watched the movie twice. Like I watch any movie twice before uh, reviewing it, just like I read the books twice before. Uh, reviewing them and uh, like it's the the story the struggle of uh, the main character that drew me in and uh, I don't know I just felt like the story was really authentic and there were no um, fillers or excessive material that was not required but like you know sometimes movies they push in stuff just to increase the screen time Right. So that was not there, and I think everybody's everything was like just in place. You see, I like the uh, role of Justin Timberlake, even though I know who Nap he played the character who actually invented Napster, even though that was part was actually fictionalized, where they actually worked together. But I thought it actually yeah. suited. I actually thought it suited it well, to where you know it actually pushed Jesse Eisenberg's character. To be kind of like the villain in a way, where he's actually be starting to become the the snob in a way. Yeah. Where it actually gave that character those layers. So it wasn't for Justin Timberlake's character doing what he was doing within that company. We wouldn't have gotten the main structure of what Jesse Eisenberg's character is. And even the twins, for that matter, as well. Yeah. I, I would really say that I agree with you on this, that uh, the characters, they were built really well. Like the overall development or the 360 degree development of the characters, as we call it inside a novel, 
just like that in these in this particular movie all the characters i would say were shown from different different angles and i really liked that i do too i like actually having characters also that has a lot of layers to them and not just secondary yeah not, you know what i mean like a paint by the numbers kind of character and yeah, everything yeah yeah but anyways um that's all the questions that i have uh for you and everything so <laughs> I just want to say I I enjoyed our conversation and everything. Yeah, even and... I did and I definitely look forward to interviewing you on my podcast very soon because I'm going to start one too. All right, I'll definitely join you on your podcast and everything and you know as a guest I always welcome um you to come and be a guest star on my show and everything as well. So if you ever want to do like a movie news show with me or anything like that and i send you a couple of show notes you're more than welcome to go ahead and join me yeah definitely we should do that okay um but i'll definitely tell my friend about you the one that writes and see what we can come up with okay all right but i just want to say i enjoyed your company i enjoyed this interview i had a really great time and also too uh how can people reach you if they want to go on ahead and buy your books or anything like that? My books, they are available on Amazon itself. And if they want to contact me, Instagram is the best way to reach out. And other than that, I have a website, which is sukanyapasumalik.com. So, yeah, you can just fill out a note. All right. Well, this is John DeGorian for Movie Loves Unite. And thank you for joining us. And until next time, bye-bye.